From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host. Hi, this is Ting Nguyen, Fire Captain and Public Information Officer. I'm here to present December's Ask the Chief with Chief Fennessy. This is the audio version of the monthly Ask the Chief video. Thanks for tuning in. Well, welcome everybody. Fire Chief Ryan Fennessy here for the December 2021 Ask the Chief. With me uh, this morning is Captain Greg Barda, one of our PIOs. Captain Barda, how are you? Good, Chief. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, as you know, I'm prone to complaining and normally it's hot out when we do these. And today it's a little more manageable. I'm a little cold actually, but uh, you know, better that than sweating. With that being said, you ready to get it started? I'm ready to go. All right, uh, we got a handful of good questions here for you, and uh, let's fire off with that first one. Greetings, Chief. Are we doing anything as an organization to reduce our carbon footprint? I've seen many other fire departments and private businesses utilizing solar power. Not only would this decrease our carbon footprint, but it would, could potentially reduce the operating costs of our fire stations. Additionally, creating a carport type structure with solar panels would provide some protection to the many department vehicles that sit under the elements completely exposed. Thank you for your time. Yeah, you know what, we actually are. Uh, in fact, in the upcoming uh, budget, 22-23, uh, uh, we have, uh, or, and or are budgeting for at least eight facilities getting these carport solar uh, facilities. One of those at RFOTC. Certainly we see the same thing, that there is a need to uh, to address that, that is our future. In fact, uh, in speaking with uh, Logistics Assistant Chief Jim Ruane, he shared with me that all non-safety support vehicles beginning next year are gonna be ordered, they're gonna be specified as you know, electric vehicles or, or hybrids. So we are definitely as an organization following most others and are moving into that space. So um, I, I venture to say we'll all see a time when you know, fossil fuel powered vehicles are going to be you know, phased out. It may take a while, but we certainly want to be on that uh, in there as well. Great. So get my order in for the Tesla for the new uh, PIO rig. Does that be sound the good? Tesla Cybertruck? The non-operation. So you, <laughs> I, and others will still be uh, stopping at a gas station, at least for a while and putting fuel in. But even with the sworn or the uniform safety uh, position, some of the support folks. I'd imagine, you know, after we get the non-support, you'll start to see that phase. Uh, as you know, many of the manufacturers, you know, are on a mandate or a, a, a timeline to phase in um, electric vehicles. So that's that's our future. I'll ask a super dumb question. I know LA City has one, I think, uh, electric fire truck. There's no discussion of doing that anytime in the near future, is there? We haven't had any internally other than to discuss LA's purchase. I don't know if it's been delivered yet. I think they're expecting a delivery soon if it hasn't. And so, you know, there'll be a lot of people watching what goes on there. But we, we haven't had any serious conversations internally about purchasing electric fire engines or fire trucks, no. Cool. All right, the next one kind of falls in line with what we're discussing, and it's as follows. With the rising gas prices and moving towards more electric vehicles on the road, will there be uh, electric vehicle charging stations installed at the RFOTC for personal vehicles? Well, you know, as I mentioned, you know, just now with the other question, you know, as we start to move into, you know, authority owned, 
non-safety support vehicles becoming electric, we're going to have to uh, put in electric uh, charging stations at, at RFOTC, at the stations and those sorts of things. I will tell you that we are uh, researching now what um, it may take to support you know, employee-owned uh, vehicles. Right now, we, as, as most of you know, we took a pause to really kind of identify, you know, what the options are. We, we, we believe that, you know, as discussed, we're going to be moving into that space. Um, I do see a day where we will have electric vehicle charging uh, units, you know, at our fire stations. Could there be an opportunity for the firefighter station there uh, to use that? I, I see that in the future. Would they potentially have to pay for that usage? That's very possible as, as well. So, uh, well, the answer I believe in the policy memo was, was stop. It's more of a pause. We're actively researching, talking to other fire organizations, big and small throughout the United States to get, a, get an idea of what, what others are doing or what they're looking to do so we can make a really, really well-informed um, decision on the go forward. But I, I see the day again that, um, you know, our firefighters are all going to be driving electric vehicles. In my view, you know, they're being able to keep those vehicles charged. Um, makes sense to the degree they have to pay for usage. It probably is appropriate. Well, thanks for explaining that chief. Now the next one, I know there's a little over a thousand of us who are definitely interested in the answer to this question, myself included. I definitely have an opinion on it. If you need it, let me know. Yeah. So EMT pay is not paid on backfill or forced backfill hours, even though our firefighters are required to perform as EMTs, including accepting any liability that may entail. During, the, during these hours, do you think this will change? AKA, will we be paid uh, for our usage of you know, our EMT skills on our forced overtimes or voluntary backfills? You know, I, I had never heard that before and actually before we had this, this meeting, I went and talked to uh, Chief Zeller and she shared with me that if you go to the Hive, we have a document there um, that will walk you through how you are paid on your paycheck. And literally you can take your, your pay stub, lay it out and go through the PowerPoint, and actually connect it to all of it. So in fact, everybody is getting their EMT pay in those situations where they should be getting their EMT pay. And uh, perhaps we can put something up on the screen that kind of shows how that works. Yeah, that might be helpful for yeah. all of us to see just the explanation of the- I agree, at least the, the policy language or a link or something. Cause it, you know, it's important. Um, pay is always going to be, everybody wants to know that they're getting paid as they should be. And you know, you look at your, your pay stub, man, it's, it's complicated. Uh, when you start to factor in, you know, all your benefits, what you're paying towards the retirement system and everyone, whether you and I came on the same day and graduated at the same time and promoted at the same period, our pay stubs are going to work the same hours. Our pay stubs are going to be different, um, but they're complicated. And uh, it's good to know that the organization has a process where you can pull that information up later lay your paycheck stub down and actually track that. Um, but uh, I look forward to Chief Zeller or somebody else perhaps even jumping in and, and providing a little bit more, more um, context than I can at this yeah. point.
Thanks, Chief Fennessy. Hi, my name is Tanya Alsup, and I'm the new Payroll and Accounts Payable Manager here at OCFA, and I can further address the EMT pay question. Per Article 24, Section 2J on page 104 in the most recently approved MOU, EMT pay is not applicable to overtime or backfill hours. It is currently based on base pay only. If you have any other questions regarding payroll or how to understand your paycheck, please reach out to us at payrolltk at ocfa.org or call the payroll hotline at 714-573-6360. Thank you. Next one. Uh, so would OCFA consider a reserve firefighter staffing configuration similar to some other departments where they put a fourth BLS firefighter on a career engine? And by that, I think they mean reserve or a third BLS firefighter on a patrol or medic unit. Staffing for this could be pulled from existing reserve rosters for those interested in getting more experience. Additionally, this could help alleviate staffing shortages to some degree. Although admittedly, it would take a lot of medic engines and make them PAUs, or maybe this is not a long-term solution, but rather a temporary solution. Yeah, that, that's not something that we're remotely considering at this time. Um, we don't have a shortage of BLS firefighters. You know, where we're really short right now is at the captain range, as you may, may already know. Um, we've got a couple, I'm told, a couple fire captain academies scheduled here in the um, coming up over the next many months. Um, the challenge has been, you know, we move those captains, we promote folks to captains and there's that gap in engineer and we move the firefighter, many that are medics into that. And we just, you know, made the problem even worse. So what we're, you know, what we're counting on is, you know, the hiring of, if necessary, a hundred firefighter paramedics in these lateral academies. Um, I just interviewed 75 uh, firefighter paramedics from a variety of fire departments, large and small, and um, they are all moving on into the next step of the process. So there's no doubt in my mind we're going to get, you know, 50 firefighter paramedics in this academy that's going to start in February. Um, that'll help us move along and fill some of those vacancies through promotion and, and ease the pain a bit now on the captains. We're prepared to put another 50 firefighter paramedics through another eight week lateral academy as soon as that first one, as soon as the first eight weeks is done. So theoretically, if everybody were to pass the academy, you're looking at 100 potentially firefighter paramedics coming in, you know, the bottom end, which will allow us not only to hopefully eliminate or, or greatly reduce the force hires, but to allow for the promotions that need to happen and to get us closer to be fully staffed. So we don't see uh, a need for that. You know, for the reserves, and, and they know this, you know, any fire station, they're welcome to uh, come by and visit and do ride-alongs. They just need to work it out with the captains. However, um, with COVID back on the rise, um, we're starting to see some of our um, policies and procedures related to COVID start to, with the surge, start to be re-implemented. So uh, we may be back in that situation where reserve, you know, can't do ride-alongs because of this surge in COVID. So, um, but at this point, no, the answer is no, we're, we're not looking at doing that. We do have three uh, engine companies currently that are PAUs. We are, um, you know, trying to fill those vacancies for those one a year every year. Last year we had to take a pause 
uh, based on the CIP and the, and the uh, budget outlook. Um, as it ends up, it was much brighter than any of us would have, would have figured. So I would expect that we're going to, again, be working to fill those vacancies on those three PAUs um, and get them up to four person about as quick as we can. That, that's a priority for me. No, that sounds good. Um, and just to confirm, so the academy that starts in March, it's going to be eight weeks. Eight week academy. Okay. We've got two eight week academies. I believe the first one, and you maybe have better information, these starts in February. Okay. Eight weeks. Week nine, that next academy would start. So within the matter of 16 weeks, we have the potential of putting 100 firefighter paramedics out in the field. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for that. All right, this is the last official question. Sure. Uh, one that I have personal experience with. Uh, is there any plan to change the showing of our full names on uniforms? Many other agencies only utilize first initials or ranks and last names. There have been incidents in the field where we have been threatened with our full first and last name, which raises serious concerns for safety. It does, it does highlight you know, the exposure um, given today's environment that having your full name on your uniform may represent. Uh, I have not seen too many other fire departments that do that. Generally, you're right, it's the last name. Could be the rank and last name. Uh, could be the initials and last name. Uh, the uniform policy guidelines is currently in revision. It's being worked on right now. I'm told that that is one of the items that's being closely looked at and likely will be aligned with what you're, what you're suggesting. Perhaps it'd be rank, perhaps it'd be initial. Would it allow the ability for somebody that wanted to, to put both names on? Possibly. Um, but they are, they're finishing up that work now. So I think all of us will know what those options are. And I think you bring up a valid concern, uh, for everybody is that in this day and age, of uh, you know, not just terrorism and those sorts of things, but, uh, there's dangers and hazards out there that we don't necessarily recognize as, as normal. So having your first name on there, um, along with your last name, I, I, I totally get the anxiety that may cause some members. So it is being looked at and, and I'm sure will be addressed appropriately. Awesome. So we can expect to see something in the next handful of months. Yeah. Uh, I, guiding I, us for the future of the options that we'll have. I was told they're, they're nearly done. So uh, within the next several months, I think would be accurate, hopefully sooner than that. But I think would be accurate, but it was a great question. Uh, that concludes it. I got one last question sure. for you. NFL playoffs start here in a few weeks. I'm Tampa Bay all the way. Tom Brady, I love him. Who do you got? Who do you like? Well, you know, it's Monday, right? And, uh, Tom got shut out last night. What you don't, let's not, I, you, you know. know. This is going one, good and, and we're about to turn it bad. Let's, number, number I'll block that out. Number one scoring offense scored zero points uh, last night. So good luck with that. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a great season, right? I mean, it's, um, I mean, there's only a few now that are guaranteed to go into the playoffs. But I think, it, you know, it leads into a number of games have been rescheduled because of the, you know, what we're seeing in terms of the COVID surge. I think it's a great lead in to talk a little bit about that. Um, you're seeing our policies uh, change again to include wearing masks more often than, than we had in the past. I believe the state as determined as has the county that well indoors will be wearing masks again. Uh, some of the forecasts that we're seeing uh, indicate that the holiday surge is going to be significant this year. 
uh, just within our own ranks in the OCFA, we're seeing, you know, first it was a slow uptick. We're seeing a little bit of a, a bigger uptick. I'm really hoping that, um, that it's not what, I'm, what, what many of us are hearing the next several weeks, maybe even a couple months could be. Um, I, of course, encourage everybody to get their vaccines, um, to get their boosters. You know, it is a personal choice at this point, um, but I do believe um, that it is the best way to, to combat that. But people need to make those decisions themselves. Uh, at this point, uh, the public health officer in Orange County is not leaning towards any kind of mandatory uh, vaccination. Uh, my board of directors have not indicated to this point any interest in making vaccinations mandatory for all of its members, safety and, and non-safety. So we'll just see how it goes. And, and hopefully, you know, as firefighters, we, we do the things we need to do um, when interacting with the public, when in the public view, and of course, at the fire station. None of us want to see um, any of us sick. We've, we've seen how sick people can be. And some of those people have been firefighters over, what, the last couple of years, some of whom haven't made it back. And so it's, um, it's serious, but uh, we're learning to live with COVID, right? Almost two, year, almost two years now we've, we've had to do that. And so um, we want to be resilient and we want to be, be aware. So um, great question. Good luck to those patriots. Well, thanks, Chief. All I heard was go Bucks, go Bucks, and go Tom Brady. Um, and thank you for your time today. No, thank you, Captain Barta. You know, I, I'd like to take a, a few extra minutes to wish everybody you know, happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, however you celebrate the holidays and uh, appreciate all the support over the past year. And I'm looking forward to uh, 2022. And I think everybody should be looking forward to 2022. Um, you know, this last year has been a challenge, as was the year before that and the year before that. And 2022 will have its challenges as well. But I'd offer up that, you know, I'm optimistic. Uh, we're in for some really uh, great things this next year. Um, you know, I'm grateful for, you know, the opportunity that we've all had to, to serve. And I think it is about gratitude and trying to remember through all the challenges, how good we really have it. I recently met with 15 other Metropolitan Fire Chiefs with some of their staff, and we went around the room and shared a little bit about the challenges each of our agencies are having uh, throughout uh, the state, these different agencies, and couldn't help but think, um, thank goodness we're not dealing with what some of these other agencies are. Staff and I afterwards kind of got together and said the same thing that, you know, for as challenging as the times these are, we here at the OCFA actually have it pretty good. I look forward to this new year. We're, we're looking at SCBA uh, replacement. We're looking at, you know, the procurement of two new aircraft to replace the two legacy aircraft that will be returning to Cal Fire. Uh, we've got new programs. Um, we're investing and doubling down in, in mental behavioral health, cancer awareness and prevention, all of those things for the members. So I'd offer up that, you know, when, um, and we had them, right? There's people uh, in the stations, thankfully a very small percentage and out in the ranks that perhaps are disenfranchised and, and um, 
give those folks a big hug. Remind them you know, how good we actually have it. Remind them of how it felt when they graduated from their academy. Last week or so, I've had the opportunity to um, be at our, our firefighter graduation and, and last Saturday at our reserve academy and just interacting with those newly pinned firefighters or newly pinned reserves and talking with their families. It's just a great reminder of man, what an amazing career that we've all been uh, given, whether you're, you're safety or non-safety and that we, we should be grateful for what we have. Uh, probably the, uh, the other question I get more and more, and maybe that's because my hair is getting more gray or, you know, people know I'm in the twilight of, of my career. I'm asked often, so how long, how long are you going to stay chief? And uh, what I share with people and, and what I shared with the board when I was hired is that I'm going to be here as long as I need to be to have others prepared to take my spot. Um, I would like to think that, you know, that's going to be some time within the next three to five years. Um, but I'm here for the duration and not planning on going anywhere until that time. And so while I'm here, I'm going to enjoy being here with all of you and celebrating the holidays and doing these Ask the Chiefs with, with Captain Barta. Um, but thank you, everybody. Again, take care of each other out there. Have a happy holiday season. And I look forward to seeing you in January. Thank you. Thank you, Chief Hennessy and Captain Barta for December's Ask the Chief. Join us next month for Chief Dossie's podcast and Ask the Chief. Have a happy new year, everyone.